Welcome to the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. Every week we examine a chapter from the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. You can find our weekly content by searching Adams Road Podcast on your podcast app. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 10, verses 30 through 48. Cornelius said, Four days ago, I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour, I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer is heard, and your gifts to the needy are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and summon Simon, who is also called Peter. He lodges in the house of a tanner named Simon, by the seaside. When he comes, he will speak to you. Therefore I sent to you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now therefore we are all here present in the sight of God to hear all things that have been commanded you by God. Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I perceive that God doesn't show favoritism, but in every nation he who fears him and works righteousness is acceptable to him. The word which he sent to the children of Israel preaching good news of peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism which John preached, even Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they also killed, hanging him on a tree. God raised him up the third day and gave him to be revealed, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen before God, to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that this is he who was appointed by God as the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that through his name everyone who believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. They of the circumcision who believed were amazed, as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit was also poured out on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in other languages and magnifying God. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just like us. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay some days, All right, moving on, starting in verse 30. Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. I find it notable that Cornelius' revelation from God came when he was in fasting and prayer. Being intentional about giving God time, worship, and attention probably puts us in a prime position to hear from him, you think? 
I mean, how can we hear from God if we're constantly distracted and busy with work, hobbies, entertainment, and socializing? Are we willing to set aside time for God in quietness and prayer with a posture of humility and a heart willing to listen and follow? If God got our attention as directly as sending an angel with a message, would we be like Cornelius, who said in submission, What is it, Lord? Or would we be prone to say something like what Peter said, if in disagreement, Not so, Lord. All right, so Cornelius was visited by an angel, and he recounts to Peter what the angel said, starting in verse 31. Cornelius, your prayer is heard, and your gifts to the needy are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and summon Simon, who is also called Peter. He is staying in a house of a tanner named Simon by the seaside. When he comes, he will speak to you. Therefore I sent to you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now therefore we are all here present in the sight of God, to hear all things that have been commanded you by God. Cornelius and all in attendance are ready to hear what Peter has to say. All right, Peter, the floor is yours. Verse 34. Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I perceive that God doesn't show favoritism, but in every nation, he who fears him and works righteousness is acceptable to him. The prevailing thought in that day from the Jews was that God favored them over the Gentiles. But Peter has realized that God's desire is for all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. God offers salvation to anyone who would believe in Jesus. And within Christ's body, the church, God shows no favorites. Our primary identity isn't in our race, ethnicity, social status, nationality, or gender. Our primary identity is in Christ. We are all one in Jesus. Furthermore, God doesn't favor anyone based on race, ethnicity, social status, nationality, or gender. Our blessing, our favor, comes from being in Christ and unified with Him. Galatians 3.28 There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free man, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Do we ever show favoritism based on race, ethnicity, social status, nationality, or gender in how we interact with others? Do we let those factors determine who we befriend, who we help, and with whom we share the gospel of Jesus? Every soul is precious in God's sight. Let's love without prejudice. All right, moving on. Peter preached. The word which he sent to the children of Israel, preaching the good news of peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism which John preached. Even Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did, both in the country of the Jews 
and in Jerusalem, whom they also killed, hanging him on a tree. God raised him up the third day and gave him to be revealed, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen before by God, to us, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that this is he who was appointed by God as the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name everyone who believes in him will receive remission of sins. All right, so Peter's proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to Cornelius' household and his friends. He proclaims Jesus as Lord of all. He describes Jesus as being anointed with the Holy Spirit, doing good and healing the oppressed. Peter mentions being a witness to the death and resurrection of Jesus. And finally, in obedience to Christ's command, he testifies to Jesus as judge and to being the one who grants forgiveness of sins to those who believe in him. Peter shares in simplicity the core tenets of the gospel, that Jesus died and was raised from the dead, that he is Lord, and that we can receive forgiveness of sins through faith in him. Let's see what happens as a result of Peter's preaching of the gospel. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. They of the circumcision who believed were amazed, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit was also poured out on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in other languages and magnifying God. The gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out on the Gentiles who heard the preaching. It mentions specifically in verse 44 that the Spirit, quote-unquote, fell on those who heard the word. God allowed those Gentiles who had received the Holy Spirit to be speaking in other languages and magnifying God, providing clear evidence before the circumcised in attendance that the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles just like it had previously been poured out on them. That was typically like sign gift stuff, Acts accounts the apostles doing. This was helpful and significant that the Gentiles received the Spirit in this instance with the same accompanying gifts and blessing as the apostles and first followers of Christ did on, for example, the day of Pentecost, since it would have been displayed without doubt that these Gentiles had actually received the exact same spirit. This was epic. The believers among the circumcision were amazed at this. They probably wondered how that could have even been possible. God was definitely tearing down their assumptions. There were to be no dividing walls of hostility between the Jews and Gentiles. The Gentiles, having received the Spirit in this moment, was proving before the circumcised believers that circumcision wasn't required to receive God's salvation in Christ. Eating kosher was not required to receive God's salvation in Christ. You didn't have to be a Jew or follow the law as a prerequisite to getting saved and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit, the guarantee of their heavenly inheritance. Peter didn't have to lay his hands on them for them to receive the Holy Spirit and get saved. They didn't have to first be water baptized in some ritualistic fashion in order to receive the Holy Spirit and thus the remission of sins and salvation. This had to have been mind-blowing and revelatory for these Jewish Christians. What they observed 
was that the Gentiles heard the word and believed. As Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on them. There was nothing hindering the Gentiles from having full access to God and to His Spirit. All it took was them hearing the gospel and responding to the message by believing it. Nothing stood in between them and full access to Christ. Not the law, not the Jews, not Peter. It wasn't believing the message plus the law, or believing the message plus Peter's intercession, or believing the message plus some elaborate prayer. It was simply believing the word they heard in the sincerity of their hearts. God kind of interrupted Peter's sermon. The Gentiles got saved while Peter was still speaking. Who knows where Peter might have gone had he not been aware the Gentiles who heard had received the Spirit in that moment. Would he have been wondering whether he needed to command the Gentiles, for example, to get circumcised next to receive the Spirit, or get water baptized in order to receive the Spirit, or whether he needed to first lay his hands on them before they'd be able to receive God's Spirit? Regardless, Peter had done his part and said what God wanted him to say up to that point. The gospel was enough. Now it was time for him to get out of the way. Now it was time for Peter and the rest of the circumcision to watch and learn and wonder. Years later in the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul gives what I believe is a type of general template for how we receive the Spirit. Paul wrote, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with a promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Paul also taught in Romans 10, 17, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And thirdly, Paul taught in Galatians chapter 3 that we receive the Holy Spirit through hearing with faith and not by works of the law. He chastened the Gentiles, saying, Foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you not to obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ was openly portrayed among you as crucified? I just want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now completed in the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed in vain? He therefore who supplies the Spirit to you and does miracles among you, does he do it by works of the law or by hearing of faith? Even so, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Acts 10.44 demonstrates clearly how we receive the Holy Spirit. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on those who heard the word. If you're a Christian, you want to know when you received the Holy Spirit? It was when you heard the gospel and believed in Jesus. As simple and beautiful as that. Sometimes I think we can get too caught up in ritual prayers or invitations and think there are all these extra things we got to do to make sure someone is saved. But how often I wonder does regeneration actually occur within the believer in spontaneous moments, like what we see here in Acts 
where someone is just hearing the preaching of the word and as a result comes to sincere belief in his heart and boom, just like that, they're born again in spirit. The old has passed away, the new has come. Jesus said in John chapter 3 to Nicodemus, the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. All right, let's finish the chapter. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just like us. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay some days. Water baptism was done in this instance in response to the fact they had already heard the gospel, put their faith in Jesus, and received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Water baptism didn't cleanse, save, or regenerate them, but was rather a beautiful picture of the regeneration that had already taken place in their inner being by God's Spirit when they heard the gospel preached and decided to respond to the message by trusting in Christ. By faith, the old man of sin was buried with Christ into his death and raised a new man in the likeness of Christ's resurrection, made alive by the Holy Spirit. Paul puts it in this way in Romans 6. We were buried, therefore, with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we also might walk in newness of life. After they were baptized, they asked Peter to stay some days. If Peter took them up on the invite, I can imagine this would have been such a neat time of fellowship. Jews and Gentiles just didn't do life together in those days. The Jews actually called them dogs. The Gentiles thought the Jews were like religious nutcases. Now their differences could be put aside for unity in the gospel of Christ. Years ago, our ministry team, Adams Road, ministered from the pulpit of an African Methodist Episcopal Church in South Central LA. From a cultural and racial standpoint, we were like fish out of water. I remember sensing that some in the congregation, as we neared the service time, looked forward with what seemed like nervous anticipation, and understandably so, and perhaps even with hesitation a little bit, as far as whether they should receive us and the message we were about to bring. But whatever the cultural and racial barriers that may have been in play, as we shared testimony of the gospel of grace and talked about how Jesus had changed our lives, the perceived walls were torn down in favor of corporate joy and unity brought about through our common love for Jesus and his spirit who dwells in us. It was one of the coolest things, guys, to experience unity with such diversity within Christ's body. Told to stay in the city To clothe from on high With authority And power from the light of the world Then the sound like a rushing wind Filled the house with the speed 
pray for boldness to speak the word of God. The Holy Spirit helps us call them from the dark to come into the light. Do you hide your lamp out of sight? Or is it understand? That was Tongues of Fire from the Adams Road album, Tongues of Fire. This is the Adams Road podcast, 
and outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Feel free to join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 11. Grace and peace be with you all.